War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dpetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And uh, remember, just put in uh, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com while you're there. And again, it's Tuesday, November 15th. Uh, when you're there, you can also visit the shop. If you ever miss some of the interviews, some of the uh, part of radio show, you can just log on, and it's all there in library fashion at petro.com. Well, tonight is the big night, and, um, and folks, I mean, all eyes. I, I um, you know, as someone that has been a uh, supporter of President Trump, and uh, I voted for him twice, and as we've talked about in the past, obviously, those of you that followed, I mean, had the incredible opportunity to host, MC one of his rallies, I got to speak to him at the white house and so forth i um i i'm uh i don't see what what tonight is all about i um i i fail to see why why it's so important to announce right now president trump of 22 going into 23 is also very different than the candidate of 2015 into 2016 and I, I um I'm gonna wait to watch like everybody else, but at some point you have to decide, you know, how is this good for the party? Is this individual good for the party? Uh, should there be new leadership? Something I think that can't be ruled out is is the age factor, and I think there's something to be said. Um, it's it's not that he's 76 and he seems you know President Trump seems in very good health. Uh, but it, it, he would be 78 entering the Oval Office. And you think, let's just say he did run in 24 and was successful. You're talking about being president, 82, with all the pressure that goes with the job. Uh, it's it's very tiring. Think of right now in your own life. And I you know, talk to people uh, at different ages, and there are people that are very productive. I'm not saying... You know, these people that just, I, I frankly don't understand these people just retire at whatever, 65, 62, and then and go along doing whatever. But we're, we're talking about very, very demanding job, incredible pressure at any time something is happening. And it's also, there's a lot of travel involved. President Biden supposedly last night, uh, he, he didn't go to whatever event they were having. He left and went back to the, he had to go to the hotel. I'm sure he was exhausted. Again, it, it, I, I say this not in any way to demean anyone that is in their late 70s, even into their 80s. I was at a wake just the other night with someone who was, was 85, he's in good health, but he admittedly doesn't have the energy that he had, you know, five years ago, certainly 10 years ago, or even younger than that. So 
Uh, let, you know, I think you have to look at what are really the job requirements for a president, whoever it is. I would think that person needs to be in good health, has to be able to travel. It certainly can help when you have a president who can, in fact, travel and go out and visit different uh, constituents around the country. And we're seeing one of the, the problems. You know, pre yeah, President Biden is the president, but he certainly doesn't seem to have a lot of stamina. He seems to be failing quickly. It's very, very high-pressure, demanding position. And, and on top of that, you know, you can't ignore, as, as we're talking right now, Carrie Lake, it looks like she lost in Arizona. Now, I, I am the first one. Our voting system has evolved into how is this democracy? Um, they're still counting votes out west, still counting votes. Like, this is crazy. The election was a week ago. And I think one of the best examples of this is in that CD2 race. And for those that haven't seen it, I did post it. I seem to be the only one that is pointing out that the absurdity of this, the Republicans, especially in CD2, up and down the ballot. So McKee, Sabina Matos, James Diosa, who was the endorsed, you know, uh, McKee person, and then Seth Magaziner. Uh, they did incredibly well in the second district, up and down. And, and I think the best example to me that there's something, you know, I think there's something wrong here. And it's with all these mail ballots. And I, believe me, I understand, I know more than I think most people do. Uh, I'm not an expert by any way, but when I talk to people, I find I actually know more than many of them. We're to believe that Seth Magaziner received basically 14,000 mail ballots against Alan Fung, and Fung had about 4,500. Fung beat him at day of voting, and then Magaziner beat Fung by almost kind of the same margin for early voting. So they're pretty much even everywhere, and then the mail ballots just, just blow it out. And um, in the same, you know, that Aaron Gukian did very, very well at Warwick. So there's different pockets... But the mail ballots, folks, what people won't tell you, and I've talked about it, I, I admit, I don't understand. I think Mayor Fung last Tuesday night should have said, uh, I'm not conceding anything. I, I, I want an investigation in these mail ballots. The polls showed him ahead. He won day of voting. He won day of voting on Election Day. I think it would have been very reasonable to say, I'm not making any accusations, but I put a lot into this race. I am not ready to concede until we get a handle on these mail ballots. Um, the Republican Party, I believe, missed a golden opportunity on Channel 10. They taped it on Friday, it ran over the weekend. I was playing sound of it yesterday. Chairwoman Susie Yankee, to me, missed a golden opportunity to say, we're not making accusations. We'd like an investigation. We'd like to learn more. There's something going on here. I think any reasonable person, folks, think of that. Fung got... 4,000, 4,500 mail ballots in CD2, Congressional District 2. Magazina got 14,000. How is that possible? How did Magazina basically get almost 10,000 more mail ballots now? So I don't think it would have harmed. All the other states are still counting. Oh, well, a lot of states are still counting. I think you go out west. I think an opportunity was missed. I think the Republican Party should challenge this. I can tell you that every time I raise questions about it, People on the other side start coming after you, and they're very uncomfortable if you start talking about mail ballots. Because I want people to understand, when we say mail ballots, they're not really mail ballots. They're not being sent through the mail. Chairwoman Susie also said on Channel 10, Democrats like to vote by mail. I don't believe that. That's If someone says that, that's, that, that's ludicrous. That's, they're not vote. They're not, there are people... And it's a large-scale operation. They're collecting ballots. And there's, there's, there's no uh, way to check whether or not they're also involved with early voting. So you, you certainly raise the possibility that people are voting more than once. Are we to believe, just statistically now, out of 350,000 votes that were cast, the Secretary of State's office says it was the perfect election. Nothing went wrong. No ballots were tossed. I don't believe that. Talk to any statistician. This it it just it doesn't work that way. The, the the numbers don't break that way. I've said you know the biggest experts, folks, 
um, as far as, you know, statistically what can happen, it's, it's the casinos. And if they see someone, because they're monitoring everything, winning at a certain table at a certain game, what do they do? They send some people over to investigate because they know what the odds are. And they know, and they would flag, all right, there's something up here. One guy got 14,000 mail ballots. The other guy got 4,000 mail ballots. Everywhere else, Fung was leading in the polls. He won day of. So, but the Republican Party of Rhode Island, in their reluctance to take this on, and then they go to extreme, oh, you know, we're supposed to cry. Everything's fraud. We're not talking about that. But, you know, many times as someone that, again, I deal a lot of times with law enforcement, um, they run things down. You had that situation uh, in Cumberland where they had to wait for a while on what the result was with that murder-suicide because there were certain dynamics that when they looked at it seemed a little, was not the norm. And just to be on the safe side, they, you know, checked everything. So I don't understand the Rhode Island Republican Party, this, this blanket acceptance and just refusal to even question. No one is suggesting you start marching around screaming fraud. But anyone that looked at this, you know, looks at the dynamic of the race. What would be an explanation? And I don't want to hear, will they do it better and, and people start to scream, you're going to deny votes to armed services. We all did. That, that's foolishness talk. We're talking about we, where did the votes come from? Okay, so they went into nursing homes. They went into assisted living. Did all those people know that these individuals were helping them vote? Did they just fill out the ballots for them? Did they just collect ballots? It just sounds like a lot of ballot collecting. I mean, 14,000 people, that's... That's the, the entire population of East Greenwich. If, if Seth Magaziner had received 6,000 mail ballots, I'd be less inclined to believe something was up. If he received 7,000, so Fung got 4,500, he got 6,000, 7,000, whatever. But 14,000? And the other guy got 4,500? It's just, and what does Susie Yankee, the chairwoman of the Republican Party, say? Oh, Democrats like to vote by, they're not voting by mail. There are people that are collecting their ballots. I also want people to understand Voting, what, well, how did this get so confusing? It starts 20 days out, and you don't have to show an ID for a mail ballot. And people can collect ballots. I know a lot of people aren't familiar with the term ballot harvesting, but we allow it in Rhode Island. I don't think we should, right? In Florida, you can handle three ballots max, your own and then two family members. That's it. And they've run clean elections. In Massachusetts, the total is 10. Okay. I mean, it's not three, but it's 10. Connecticut's 10. Rhode Island is unlimited, meaning these campaign operatives go out and they're paid and they collect as many as they can grab, get their hands on. And you're talking about Magaziner. It was an all-out effort. Never mind a big union boss. His child was running the election. And the danger of this, what have we been hearing? The danger about democracy right the demeanor our democracy is under attack the importance of the vote and all this uh, rhetoric that they're talking about well th this this what they're talking about and exhibiting that means the debates start to become meaningless the campaigns the 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 campaign and the debate over different platforms and ideas become secondary to just the team and the mission of going out and collecting ballots. Is that really what you think an election is? I've been very clear. I believe election day should just be that. Election day, I don't care. Make it a holiday. I would wait. If they said, you're going to wait, it's it's two hours, it's three hours, whatever. I would do that. Paper ballots to ensure that we have legitimate elections. and And then... If you have the shut-ins, you have the sick, you have the various individuals, then an emergency situation where a family member or someone assists them with the ballot. Campaigns should not be involved with ballots. Campaigns should not be handing out mail ballot applications. Campaigns should have nothing to do. These people walking around with hundreds 
of mail ballots. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And then they just, I, I already know the games they play. They, they send in, you know, they do early voting themselves, and then they submit a mail ballot where then they do their middle name instead of their full name. Um, I want to repeat, uh, for the life of me, I don't understand. What, what would the Rhode Island Republican Party have to lose by raising objections and saying, we'd, we'd like some answers, and we're going to hire an attorney, and we want to see how this happened? And I, I really don't understand the Bung campaign decision last Tuesday. I don't. Um, to just come out and and concede to Seth Magaziner. I, I don't, if, if he beat him at the ballot box, then that's one thing. But how, how is this, right, DeMarco? Think how, think how simple it is. Anyone, if you're listening right now on AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or listening online, you, there are people, you're a foreman and a jury. You're, you know, I was president of my eighth grade class, whatever. You just write it down. They handed out a little slip of paper and they added up the votes. It's, it's pretty simple. How did it get so convoluted with the early voting and online voting they want to you know, move into as if we're prepared for that? And now it's all these early ballots and mail ballots and voting early. I, it, it, I, I do not see how this benefits us. I don't. So, so folks, it's Tuesday. All eyes are going to be on Mar-a-Lago tonight as President Trump expected I, I don't know. Uh, could be. Could be. They thought he was going to announce at a rally. I'm hearing now he was going to announce at that J.D. Vance rally the night before the election. And a compromise was all his advisors asking and pleading him not to do it. And then the compromise was, all right, I'll do it a week from the election day. So unless something happens, he's expected to announce tonight. Seems premature. I understand that the rationale they think he then thinks that will make people think twice about entering into the field. I don't think it does that. I don't think it does that. I think you're going to have a hotly contested uh, election. I, I know that President Trump and his circle, they feel everyone should step aside and let him to go once again run. I don't think it's going to work out that way. I do not. And I, I again, I, I think there's something to be said about age. We're not talking about, you know, an 80-year-old individual of course, they're able to drive and function and work and do all these productive things. Of course, I'm, I'm not saying that. Um, we're talking about the demands of of the presidency of the United States. And let's just let's admit this: the president's choices for who he has surrounded himself with of late have not been the best choices. And and that's also, by the way, that's a big part of the job. President can't be everywhere. He can't be doing everything. So the people he appoints, he or she, become even that much, much more important. And based on the way some things have gone, I think you could certainly make a strong argument that some of those choices have not been in his best interest. So, but, you know, if you have other things on your mind, or if you're tired, or just after a while you don't have the fight that you had, then maybe you do start to make compromises. We will find out. All right, we're going to talk to Donna Perry about the midterm elections. Folks, it's Tuesday, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility, providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online 
at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Joining us right now, she is uh, one of my siblings, independent columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, uh, it is really remarkable. And as we're having this conversation, still, things are still happening in real time. But um, what should have been the red wave dead has turned into the red implosion. We're, um, let, let's just start off with the fact, and you and I discussed it. We were really covering that Nevada race yep. close and lack salt. And um, one thing that does stand out is, I, I mean, I know members of the Democrat Party media, they don't like to talk about voting is done in this country. But it, it is bizarre with all this counting that is still going on in all these different places and every state has different rules and regulations and um and well well, let's just start off with the fact chuck schumer i mean they they're going to control the senate yeah and and good to be with you and boy what a rocky difference from from a week ago jd um on the one hand i feel as you do I, i mean i just think it's it's disgraceful and it's very worrisome to see you know, when we see the fate of Congress, that it goes this way, especially, obviously, all the eyes still remain almost more than a week later, uh, Nevada uh, and Arizona, and they are still counting. Um, I, I would say a couple of things before, and I do have some critiques of how the way the Republicans ran this. But, you know, when you think of it, John, the, the in-person day of voting actually meant you gave the tabulation, you took it out of human hands yep. and you gave it to the machine. The computer is recording the vote from the get-go. Yep. And then you would get the instant tabulation. And, you know, I, I would argue in some way we're going backwards. And now yeah. you see this circus in Nevada and Arizona because, John, there's human eyes and hands all over these massive batches. Oh, here's 50,000 more. Yep. ballots. Um, so I think it's just very problematic. And like you say, this doesn't make you a kook. It doesn't make you denying elections it has nothing to do with the 2020 thing, um, in my view. But so I think number one, to be fair to the Republicans, um, but like it or not, this multi-day voting, this wild use and exceeding 50% use of mail ballots. And I think that's something that um, but I would argue, John, that all Republicans, whether you're at the national level, RNC, or right down to a state GOP like Rhode Island, Massachusetts, th- this stuff is where this is here to stay. Um, you know, this long period of voting. Now, obviously, they've tried to rein in some of the laws around it, but so I, I would say that it is disgraceful because the technology, however, does exist. Because how come Florida? which is a state far bigger than Nevada and Arizona, right? right. They got the whole thing done. I think, what is it, Florida have 30 million people or 20 million people, and they did have the result the night of the election. So, you know, to be fair to the Republicans, I I think also, and I just want to say, because I knew him back in the day, a a wonderful quality public servant like Alan Fung. When you see John, to be fair to him, that was a very razor thin margin. Yeah. You know, and when you see this across the board, something does feel, you know, it does. People have a right. It raises questions that then this final amount of votes come in and it's all through. I call it those. That's paper. That's yes. mail ballots. You know, and what we're seeing in those states right now, they are doing signature checking and signature comparing that didn't add up and things like that. So. It's, it's worrisome, but then I say, look, um, the Republicans then, they have to up their game of how they enter this whole new way that all this, you know, voting is going on. You know, I, I just want to stay with the funk thing. And also uh, in Rhode Island, Lieutenant Governor candidate, Republican Aaron Gukin, he ran a great campaign. He ran it all himself. I mean, he did all this work. Yep. And Donna Perry, they let's all right. I'll stay with the fungus. They they won day of. They won. He, you know, the, the I saw right. magazine. It was saying, and the polls had us. The, the polls were right. Fung was. I I just I don't 
trust when the unions say we got to get together, we're going to get all these mail ballots. It just there's something about I don't trust the process. I don't trust. Someone was just saying, well, Democrats really like voting by mail ballot. I I don't even know what that means. Right. Someone really (laughs) likes voting by mail ballot. What is that, that? That makes no sense. I even. All right. If you want to make exceptions for the early voting and people say they have the convenience. But why someone would say, I really like filling out my mail ballot application, almost like it's a family tradition in some way right Let, let's go back that, that that i don't i don't believe that i don't believe that's what it comes down to i don't know how it's being done but this whole business when you start to go into here comes the new batch yes and we don't know who these people are and and all this other stuff and and what i also have and but you know so we're to believe that of three hundred and fifty thousand ballots cast Rhode island not one person tried to vote twice. They didn't flag one person right. to put in a mail ballot that, you know, had voted somewhere else in the state or, you know, lived and worked in Rhode Island, lived in Massachusetts, whatever it may be. I mean, it, it's just it goes against basic statistics that, right. that of 350,000 votes, perfect election, no one did anything wrong. Everything was above board. I, I just I don't believe that. Right. And, and John, and nor should you. Um, and, and that's where it's, it's very heartbreaking because they ran a great campaign. Fung is a great candidate. Um, and, and I think by all accounts of how the public, you know, to me, there was always a very lukewarm reaction to Magaziner. So, um, but then, like you say, like we have this system and then here comes a batch. And as we're seeing it going on now in those other states and it just goes on and on. Yeah. And I also just want to point out, and I, I will say as much as I try to be supportive of the Rhode Island GOP and even Massachusetts, but especially Rhode Island GOP, but I, I think where they, and I'll be critical where they really drop the ball is, and I've talked about this, but Massachusetts and Connecticut have a limit that one individual, you can't handle more than, than 10 mail ballots in Rhode Island, it's unlimited. So you have the campaigns literally going out and someone could handle 1000 ballots. Someone could handle 2000 ballots. I I think to discuss the mail ballot situation and not mention that we're almost an outlier with our neighboring States. I think that gives an inaccurate depiction of what's really going on. We, and you and I know why they don't limit it to 10 is because they have political operatives Yes. Go and go out and get to try to depict this as, you know, there's people that just don't have time and they like the convenience of it. It's 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 foolishness. It's 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 not going on. If that was the case, then there would be no reason to have unlimited. Uh, And I know it goes on different places and I'm not sure it'd be enforced. But to me, it, it really was a kick in the gut to the fun campaign that by all accounts, they ran a great campaign. They were right there. The day of they delivered, their people went out. Yeah. And suddenly it's, oh, he lost three to one with the mail ballots. Well, they, and John, what you just said, if the Rhode Island GOP does nothing else for the next two years, that that is, that's ground zero of it what is. you have to fight for. Yeah. Because, like, let's face it, all the great campaigns, all the great candidates, it's not going to matter as you no. and I, it's a rigged game at the it end. Is. And if yep. they don't fight to change what you just described uh, about there's a limit of, of these operatives and how many batches that they can yes. go. Uh, yeah, they, they got to f- try to fight to change that. I also before we take a break, you know, I also wonder, as you know, there was tremendous amount of spending television ads and everything else. If 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 suddenly it didn't matter so much about the debates, if it didn't matter so much about the commercials, um, I, I just wonder sometimes if the media likes to go along with the notion that all that other stuff matters because mm-hmm. it keeps the spending yeah. so high. It makes the debate so important. You need to change a TV commercial. Oh, yeah. All that spending. I don't, you know, and I, I heard some of the post interviews with the Magazina campaign and it was, you know, we really focused and fleshed out the issues and blah, blah, blah. Actually, you didn't. You, you <laughs> right. somehow... Fung got 4,000 mail ballots and you get 12,000 mail ballots. So it, it actually had nothing to do with 
last minute policy and this is the people of CD2 rejecting the MAGA, blah, blah, blah. It, it's, it's really not about that. It was a concerted effort to go out and grab 8,000 more mail ballots than Alan Fung did. Right. And John, like, that's it. Like you and I have said other times, when you are at a point where the physical person does not have to present themselves. That's right. Um, look. No a, notary. A person, their name can be attached to an address. We also all know how this works. I mean, that can take years to change over. So a name and an address becomes a ballot for a person or maybe not a person. I mean, let's face it. So that doesn't make you a wild conspiracy theorist. That's just like, you know, you're, you're not born last night. We all right. know. So uh, very unfortunate quality quality guy um but i think you know it's hopefully this is the beginning of the and and then i'll speak to this at the other side of the break but (laughs) i think the republicans need to also i would i would say this they they're going to need to understand how to cultivate wider circles of voters and i i think they can do that folks quick break much more ahead donna perry right here on the john DePietro show Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 we're speaking with independent columnist opinion maker it's donna perry dj touch on a little bit about right before the break the cultivation that the democrat party and you and i have talked that in some ways, they kind of lean towards, you know, they, they are very plugged in with Section 8 housing. They're very plugged in with a lot of social programs. So it's almost like a really good natural intro to them to find people who might not necessarily be right on the radar of potential voters. Yeah. And, and John, um, so as now I am a Massachusetts Republican and yeah. I am on a town committee, et cetera, but I, I have I felt very disappointed um, and I, I know Jeff Deal is a solid guy, but it was not a solid effort. No. I'm sorry, you know. Wasn't. And and I would also say in a wider sense, the mass GOP, um, I've seen them speak at, you know, meetings we've had. And, and the the uh, guy that's been the chair a long time, very nice guy, Jim Lyons. And, but, John, over recent years, you know, they got caught up like many state GOPs. Yeah. They would just cut and paste, even up to now, like meaningless press releases even right. from Trump's, you know, half-baked operation now that's just tagging along at Mar-a-Lago. And yeah. you know what? That's not doing the work. I'm no. sorry. Um, and they are based more in Woburn, which, you know, they're very affluent areas. And if you understand what the changing demographics of Massachusetts and Rhode Island, and I'll just give a couple of quick examples. When you talk about and to me, these were openings Jeff Deal just never went to. When you talk about crime and, and whether, and God knows Boston has their share yes. of it. You don't have to go yeah. all the way to New York. There is a changing demographic when you get into the inner city, Mattapan, Dorchester. You have lots of clusters of Asians. You have Pakistanis. Yep. They are new uh, Indian. They are a new emerging communities in this state. They're in Rhode Island. And John, they're shop owners. They own small stores. They're trying to make a living. They're trying Ooh. to contribute. And guess what? They're the biggest victims of terrible assaults and crimes. Yes, and you, right. we see it on the news every night. And the guy jumps across the counter and str- practically strangles the guy. And they had a, a poor man months ago. And I think he did die. Um, you know, when he uh, was of Middle Eastern descent. But those people are here. They're trying to work. They pay taxes, in my opinion, is the Republican Party. We, 
outreach to them. They can become a conservative voter. I'm sorry. And and point out, no offense, someone like Maura Healy, who stands for crime policies that end up letting thugs like that get barely touched after a violent assault. Right. I never heard anyone from the Republican Party or deal say she is her views are partly why you see what you saw on the news last night, for instance, in Dorchester. Mm. I mean, these are big stories and you have it in Rhode Island. And so I'm just saying there are other communities. You can't just be comfortable with the middle, you know, the middle class and far flung suburbs as your voter. In um, in Rhode Island, two Asian members, I think, for the first time been elected at the Rhode Island State House, but they both were in the Democrats, which leads begs the question, where was the Republican Party? with Mayor Fung out there saying, hey, we want you to run as a Republican. I don't know if that outreach. That's uh, right. Right. But Donna Perry, right now, I mean, the state of as much as, you know, they would knock Baker Baker and he's a rhino and he was with Trump. He was also a Republican governor. Um, he was very effective. He got two terms, could add a third term if he wanted. Yes, definitely. And, and where does it lead you now that the deal campaign, as you and I talked about, the whole strategy of like not talking to the media, and trying to just do this, I don't know what that was. I mean, he got pounded worse than Ashley Kalis, who really got, you know, yeah. tattooed. It's um, it's really discouraging because it's it's almost like people to me that they, they're not in touch, like in with where they are. Like, okay, so you watch Fox and Newsmax and you listen to all these right. podcasters, but you, you're living in the Northeast, and what plays in Texas and South Carolina and Florida, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't play in Wayland and it doesn't play in Foxborough and you, you you can't just cheer along with these Trump rallies that you're watching going on in certain states. Right. And and that's why I say let, you know, it's very disappointing. And I, I am a loyal Republican for the state of Mass. They did get some good messages out about, you know, the taxes or whatever. But that sure. you know, you you have to really run hard when you're taking on a machine like Amora Healy and she just is walking in John, like a coronation. Um, She's not going to bring people together. She does. And that was a lot of her ads and she's going to, you know, lower the cost of living in Massachusetts. It's like, what? No, (laughs) there's not a tax that she hasn't ever gotten behind. Um, There's just like all this fiction and it went unanswered. And, And I would just also add that when you look at these very changing states in New England, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, John, there are conservative Latinos out there. They are there. Um, the the Hispanics and, and they tend to have a more conservative overall viewpoint, you know, and I think when you look at Yunkin in Virginia, he, that's a part of the coalition he's built with the parents, you know? Um, and I just think the, the Republicans are going to be out in the wilderness for a long time. If they do not understand you, you got to move beyond those comfortable suburbs and you've got to give, like, it's not enough to say, all the crime is in democratic run cities. Okay. Well then, but you need, they needed another tagline. I mean, you know, you have to say, so here's why these assaults are happening. And this, this Democrat who's trying to become your governor, she stands for people have no bail to post and, you know, let the guy out in five minutes, but you have to be willing to engage with the media. Jeff Deal could have stood in front of TV reporters in Boston and say, look, here, here's her record. You know what I mean, John? Like, you got to take that fight really to them. Yes. And we didn't Folks, see quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. This is the perfect time of year to have some paving done for your home, residential, commercial, seal coating, and patios. Make it letter J, J Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Call them today for a free estimate, 401 401- 732-1730. The next couple of months, get your driveway prepared for wintertime. Call J. Perry Paving today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs no matter how big or how small. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, Call J. Perry Paving today. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Remember, even asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook and call 401 
732-1730. Remember, no one's better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, it's Donna Perry. DJ, first of all, let's go through the effect. If you're Mitch McConnell, I I just think you cannot believe what just took place with they've lost the Senate and now Schumer is once again going to be Senate Majority Leader. Well, right, you know, and and, I mean, but a guy like McConnell, they've seen it all. He's been there a long, long time. And, you know, let's give him his due. I mean, and Trump has, you know, been very insulting, personally insulting to him and his uh, wife, who is a you know Washington fixture, and she happens yeah. to be Asian and all that stuff. I mean, he said early on, candidate quality matters. McConnell right. said that like five months ago or the yep. spring or something. And he doesn't always say too much, but usually what he says, uh, there's a lot of wisdom behind it. Um, and that's what he was worried about. And when you look at what happened to especially some of the uh, well, it was the governor, um, some of these bigger figures, and they just, you know, Don Bolduck in New Hampshire. Mm. I mean, at the end, you and I talked about in recent weeks, he looked like he was closing in on her, but I don't think so. And then that no. was not going to pan out. And the guy yeah. was kind of out there and he wasn't going to make it. And um, the Democrats must, supported yeah. him, by the way. They supported him. They were the ones they wanted him to be. The, the and nominee, see, so. and they were doing all that strategy yeah. back then. And yeah. Um, and McConnell knew that some of these people, they're not ready for prime time. They may never be. And right. then you. So here's where we are. And, and like you say, now, Schumer, um, they're going to control the Senate. The oh. only thing I would say from and I'm not trying to be, you know, Mary Poppins. But so the fact that this all played out like it did. Um, I think there's lessons to be learned. And I, I also think, and I know we'll get to this, I, I think this uh, should make the party, this is a big wake up. And I also think that in some ways, now the Democrats, if you're still running the Senate, you could say, oh, well, they'll get a lot of Biden's agenda through. But I think you're going to see over time some of the the split in the Democratic Party that can yes. play to the Republicans' advantage. Sure. I don't. They Good don't all point. want Biden to be the candidate in 2020. No. And Donna Perry, um, as we're talking, I mean, late last week, I mean, it's too bad. For a while, President Trump didn't have Truth Social. Actually, he wasn't even using it. He wasn't even tweeting a lot. Right, right. Uh, whatever they call it, puts out posts. But it, all his statements had to go through someone. They were vetted. You know, they'd get a, I was on the list. You'd get a press release from him. Now, you know, in real time, when he says something it's then posted automatically it's almost like he has a twitter account but he has you know late last week he started attacking both DeSantis and and also the governor of virginia glenn youngkin both people that he feels to be rivals it really had a bad backlash i think with especially DeSantis, who has just made he's turned florida red he's turned it into a powerhouse he won convincingly he knows how to govern uh, what are we witnessing right now with President Trump attacking two very successful Republican governors? Yeah, so a couple of things on that. Number one, I think it, Trump begins to look increasingly desperate. Yeah. I mean, I think he, and that's a, not an attractive look no. for any for anyone. But he he looks desperate. Um, he see they're you know they're breathing down his neck, um, and in contrast, so he says these kind of silly things. And I think DeSantis from what this, the bits and pieces of tape I saw. I thought that was the best speech I've ever seen him give. Yep. Um, he just hit all the right notes. I, I like the way he spoke. You know, there may be some Trumpism there, but John, he's more polished he and is. I think he's more disciplined. Yes. Um, you know, you, you can be all of these things, but Trump never got 50% of it is the discipline Um, knowing when to open your mouth and not open your mouth. Um, And I I think that, you know, DeSantis, whoever's writing for him, they really spot on. I think he had a line like Florida is where wokeism goes to die. Exactly. Yes. Like that's those are great lines. And, you know, so he I just thought he had a true look, 20 points. There's yeah. no other governor in the country winning at that margin. That's right. 
Um, and look, let's say the other guy who Trump ended up in these weird fights, Brian Kemp. Well, he put, you know, he shot, shut down Stacey Abrams and all her big ambitions. And they talked about her for the future. He, he got Florida back. And, you know, a guy like Chris Sununu, who is from a well-known family, he's a moderate Republican. He's very easily solidly reelected in New Hampshire. Big so, time. you know, and then Virginia and, um, and there's a generational age difference. I, I just, Look, Trump, what you worry, John, though, is he like the captain of a (laughs) Titanic? Well, right now, I mean, he's been in rear form, plus the announcement coming up. Plus, I just wonder who's left, who's left around him as he's railing. He's like, seems, you know, he's got the legal problems piling up. Um, He's on the verge of getting indicted. He seems all worked up at a time that, by all accounts, he's getting, you know, when you have a high profile, which he did, and. I think no better place than Pennsylvania. The Dr. Oz thing, he was never, I don't think, a solid candidate. They had a good candidate there. They got beat right, by Oz in right. the primary. The candidate they had for governor. Now, I'm going to defend President Trump because I was covering that race. He actually didn't endorse him till the Friday or Saturday before the primary. With the game. It was already in the bag. Yeah. But um, he was a horrible candidate. Maybe the worst candidate uh, Doug Mastriano of, of, of the, the season. Yeah, season right. Just so, so lost. But but right now, this is um, it, it, it's bordering on an implosion right now. And just it's so volcanic and things are happening in real time. And the damage that is being done, desperation is, is a good word. But it goes back down. This is just not how the Republican Party, it doesn't whether it was Reagan or the Bushes, it just didn't operate that way. And they're, no, they're losing no. and he's turning off a lot of people. But I, I think. A lot of Republicans are also viewing it as if he's going to turn on DeSantis, then I mean, then who's not who who else is fair game? That would I mean, DeSantis is seen as the rising star. Right. And and Trump and look and you have this media that would they they're waiting to dirty up DeSantis. Yes. So I, I just think it's terrible if he's going to be like I say, like the guy saying, well, if, if we're going down, we're, then I'm taking everyone else down with me. It's it's almost like that kind of thing. Um, and I but I think what we are um, kind of beginning to witness is is this, as you say, the legal fights are out. The legal problems are out there. Yeah. He doesn't appear to have the right kind of funds or lawyers to fight it. Um, we may be witnessing what will be just this messy, uneven, at times destructive. Is this the beginning of the end or the decline of Trump? That's my sense of it. Mm. Um, I don't think you can, you know, I just don't know when you've seen people who were, you know, over time, a Tom Cotton and some of these more well-regarded Republican senators, John, I think they're closing ranks. They will close ranks with McConnell. Yeah. Um, They were there in the party long before he ever left Fifth Avenue to do this. And if you think about it, he hasn't really been in this game a whole lot of time. Right. So I think Kevin McCarthy thing, Donna Perry, the house is certainly not the sweeping victory they thought it was going to be. You know, I'll just say this. It's one thing so much seemingly was tolerated because it's kind of, you know, because it seemed like he was winning. Right. Like he'd pack them in and raise the money. So you tolerate a lot. But that those types of actions, they're not going to be tolerated if then they're accompanied by losses. Well, that's the thing. Like, and and as you, I think, have pointed out um, in days past, but like when you have the whole big uh, conservative media conglomerate and you have Fox and New York Post and really Wall Street Journal editorial page, John, really now is saying to the party, it's over with Trump. I'm, I'm sorry. But so like, that's the thing. Like, and I, those media uh, platforms and Fox. I mean that you can't underestimate how big that is, how big the audience is, and and how he benefited from it. Yes. Um. And and that now is now, and and the party has to be has to stand like without him. They have. I mean, he's not. You know, it just does. So. Well, and Donna Perry, before we uh, last, lastly, as you've also touched on. This also is, first of all, it is very significant that Fox is giving him no coverage. 
He's yeah. nowhere on Fox. The New York Post, Murdoch, Wall Street Journal, they've definitely decided to go more in on DeSantis and also the the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. But but on top of that, then the next level is is the donor class. And yep. the, the donors, I mean, they're like betters. They don't like they don't like losers. And if they see a lot of losing, the money goes elsewhere. Right. And and like it's not lost on anybody. I think it, it was the skit open SNL last uh, Saturday night, I should say. <laughs> but it was Trump trying to call into Fox News and they were saying they're too busy or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like that's the thing. Um and um, a guy like Murdoch and all the time that they have they've put a lot of sweat equity and money into, you know, really raising the bar and the visibility, John, of conservative media. It's not just two words. It's a whole lot of lot of things. And it, yes. and there's a lot of really decent principles involved in policy in that. Um, and I think you're at a people are at a point. I know I am. But you don't like to get to reduced to a caricature for no. <laughs> forever, you know. No. So. No. I just think, though, is he now going to sabotage when you, you know, there is the final Georgia runoff. And yes. if, if he inflicts himself again, it's not about Herschel Walker. It's about him. Right. Uh, I, I think so. there's a danger down the line. It's still obviously early, but and it's something he always threatened when he was the nominee. And that is to break off and do he is the America yeah. first party. And now you have a third party candidate and it, it would be on a. It's like a kamikaze uh, mission where it's almost like just to try to get even with the Republican Party. Oh, wow. Uh, it certainly doesn't right. help things. That's not what they need. But you just you just don't know when it gets into that. Um, folks, again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. And we will talk to you again. You bet. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. It's getting cold already this winter. Keep your family, your employees warm with Matthews Oil Company. Call them today, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company, 24-hour emergency service. For over four generations, they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe. Trusted oil delivery. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. You can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500.